Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. The Chiefs wrapped up rookie minicamp on Sunday, and so finally we got to hear from head coach Andy Reid, as well as offensive lineman Lucas Niang. The Chiefs also brought two undrafted rookies to the podium in Shane Bouchelle and Dalton Schoen. So on this podcast, we'll start with Reed, then play Niang, and then we'll take a quick break to hear from Bouchelle and Schoen. But right now, here is the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reed. Listen, it was, it was um, great to be able to get back on the field uh, with players. Um, what a good group, man. These guys, it wasn't as big a group as we normally Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Normally have for the rookie minicamp, but boy, do they uh, work hard and um, really did everything we asked them to do. And uh, Brett's brought some good talent in here to where we could have a good camp. We did a lot of seven on seven. Uh, we were able to hit the red zone today. And um, seven on seven, uh, didn't have enough linemen to go through um, an ac- actual team period. But uh, what we got done uh, was tremendous. And uh, uh, th- these guys absorbed it, which was uh, it was a real pleasure to coach them. And um, again, I just appreciate the, you know, the quality of the player and their, their effort as they put as they got into this. Anyways, with that time, yours. <clears throat> go first to Herbie T.O.B. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Hey, you mentioned um, the lack of, uh, of your, the opportunity to have the players back here uh, for rookie minicamp. And when you compare it to last year without a rookie minicamp, how much of an advantage does this year's draft class have, you know, as far as the acclimation and learning process compared to last year? And I have another question after this. <laughs> yeah, so listen, I, I just think uh, you, you want to go into training camp uh, with an understanding. So of the new things that you're able to study and, and experiment with, uh, you know, uh, as coaches and then on the field as players um, uh, to make yourself better uh, this next year. So uh, that's what this did. This gave them an opportunity now to hit phase two when the veterans are here uh, with an understanding of, of a base understanding of what's going on. They're going to have to strap it on when the, when the veterans get in, because it's gone fast, we're already four installs into into it, uh, and they're going to have to catch up, and the number of plays and all those things are going to have to catch up. But at least they have a foundation. Um, and then I'd say the same thing for the veterans when uh, they're able to get on the field. Now they've they've done this in the classroom. Now now it's an opportunity to get out and and walk through it, uh, and then jog through it, and then run it. 
and uh, those steps become uh, important um, when, when you know when you go into training camp. It gives you an opportunity to be better. Now, Nick Bolton, your second-round draft pick, obviously he doesn't have pads on yet, but how much does he come as advertised from what you've seen over the last three days? Yeah, I'll tell you now. He, he had a nice interception today, actually, um, right right in the red zone. So um, he's uh, he's Tiger tough, man. I mean, he's he's out there battling, and and you have to love it. He he's got great instincts. He's very intelligent. Did a nice job. Now we're in shorts, and he's a he's a linebacker. So I mean, uh, I, I know he probably can't wait till we start hitting and that. But for this drill, for the drills here, he sure did a nice job. <laughs> Haley Lewis, go ahead, Haley. Hey, Coach, just wanted to follow up on what Herbie was saying about how beneficial it was to have the players actually on the field this year versus virtual and kind of what what was the benefit of that this year versus last? Yeah, so again, just uh, the fact that you have an opportunity, go to the next phase. So they'll start phase two tomorrow. There's not a whole lot of rest here. They get, get to rest up and get off their feet this afternoon, but then they're right back at it. Uh, tomorrow. And then listen, tomorrow phase two is mostly lifting and, and, and doing that. But uh, there's a little bit on, on the field work where you can kind of go through some things uh, uh, shortly. I mean, they're, they're short. It's a short day on the field. Uh, but for, for the young guys, just getting, uh, they're, they're now going to get acclimated to the four installs that the offense has had and the six installs that the defense has had and so on. They're, they're going to, they're going to get all of that. They're going to have to kind of catch up to it and then they'll get some extra time. The rookie that the rookies get, they get extra time, uh, tomorrow and they'll get a little bit more, uh, coaching, uh, virtually there that, um, and get caught up mentally at least. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, wanted right. to ask you about a, a guy like New, Lucas Niang who's coming back off of, um, of the opt-out, obviously. Um, there's probably some challenges involved for him, but are there any benefits for a guy in his situation that you see coming back, maybe sitting out that last year? And uh, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the pluses are he was able to, uh, keep himself COVID free. And, uh, uh, but most of our guys did. So I, I mean, my credit goes out to everybody that was involved with that, but, um, he, he, um, he, you know, he's done, he's done a nice job in this camp, Adam. I mean, he, he's, he's, a he, he's a big man, like really a big man that has these beautiful feet. So I look forward to getting him back in the pads and training camp and moving around and, <clears throat> and doing, uh, uh, what offensive linemen do, the real football part of it. Um, but till then, this gives him a chance to get acclimated uh, uh, mentally and physically as he goes forward. So I, I think that's a, it's a good lead up for him. In his case, did you see any rust this weekend? Could you tell, hey, this is a guy who's been out of football for a year? And if you could, how did you see that? Well, you can tell he's worked. The, the thing with this, Adam, is um, there wasn't – there was no offense versus defense uh, with the with the lines, so we didn't have one on ones or any of that. And and he had done all that during training camp. So, uh, I, like all players, it's going to be a that'll be a challenge down the road for him to get back into that. But for right now, he looked he looked tremendous for what we were doing. Good recall there. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. 
Hey, Andy, I want to ask you about Cornell Powell, uh, specifically along with Trey Smith. I noticed that you took some extra time looking at them, kind of exchanged a little word with them while they're going through a reps. I'm just curious, what do you kind of say to them to try to call them down? Because they always kind of mention like, well, that's a that's a Hall of Fame coach there. You know, it's a little bit, I, I wouldn't say intimidating, but it's a little bit of a mesmerizing thing for them to say. What do you say to them to kind of call them down and get them going? And what do you what are you impressed by them both? Yeah, I mean, listen, both of them just want to get better. Um, and, and Mike Kafka does a great job with that. I mean, he he spends a ton of time with those guys, the young guys, and just, um, you know, he spends a ton of time with the quarterbacks. But it, that's one of those positions uh, that when you start fresh, uh, in, in one case, when you have a player that's never called a play in the huddle or, uh, you know, period, since high school, college, he's never had to get in the huddle and, and nail it down for the guys. So, uh, it takes a ton of time and Mike's got the patience to do that. And he did, I thought he did a tremendous job with those young guys to get them right. Uh, plus it, the more they know, the calmer they are. It doesn't matter who's around them. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not the the secondary. I'm not the linebackers. And and so uh, get to know what you need to know and let, let's go. And then, um, you know, you know that, that's a blessed room right there. They've got some good, good coaches in there. Obviously Eric's in there every day and, um, you know, David Garrardi's in there too. So it works out well. There, there's plenty of coaching going on. All right, we've got two more. We'll go Pete and then Sam. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, wanted to ask you about the fourth-round defensive end, Joshua Kando. What gives you and the defensive staff optimism that he could potentially be a contributor in, in his rookie season here? Yeah, he um, – well, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But you got a great work ethic. I mean, tremendous work ethic. He's very, very intelligent, and um, he's long. I mean, he's a, he's a big he's a big human being, and, and he's got long arms, and he knows how to use them. He's got heavy hands, they'd say. So, um, and then it's just a matter of him getting used to the scheme. Um, you know, he's got a tremendous coach, and so um, he'll he'll get all the fundamentals down, and and then he'll take it step by step, and eventually go use them. Um, like I mentioned about Yang, I mean. It, it's rough on the O line and D line right now because they, they can't hit anybody and and do their thing. So it's a versus a bag. <clears throat> and we'll go last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, what did I ask a follow up on on Lucas Niang? What just generally speaking, what what are sort of the concerns about a guy that hasn't played competitive football in a year? Like, what what specifically does Willie have to sort of catch up on because he wasn't actually in game action? Well, he actually came in better shape than he probably was last year, you know, so that's a, um, that, that, that's a plus, you know, he's been doing stuff. <clears throat> and, and, um, and so he came in and um, it looked like he got right back into it. Um, so I, for what we asked him to do, he was fine. He, he's a very intelligent kid. I think you guys know that, but he, he's very intelligent. So uh, just getting him back in the swing of things, I, I it looked like he did that well. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, good. Thank you. Hey, Lucas. Um, a couple things. First, I was just wondering um, if you could share with us why you decided to opt out last year. Was it a family member you were concerned about yourself? What what it might have been? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Um, I just waited out, and logically, it seemed like the best decision to make. Um, why was that? And um, from a football standpoint, you know, now and a year into it now, um, do you feel like it was good for you, not good for you, and why? 
Um, I don't regret my decision. Um, I just, at the time, I thought it was the best decision to make for me. I was thinking long term, and that's what I decided. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Lucas. Um, you know, obviously this mini camp's a little bit different. There's not a lot of linemen. You don't get a lot of team drills, and you can't hit guys. But uh, how did it feel getting back onto the field? And and did you feel like there was any rust that you're starting to shake, needing to shake off? Uh, no, sir. It, it felt great to be back on the field. I've been around working out, and I couldn't wait to get back. And I was working while I was home, too. So it was good to be back. Let's go next to Haley Lewis. Go ahead, Haley. Hey, Lucas, just wanted to ask you, how does an Andy Reid practice differ from practices that you've had in college or high school? Uh, just fast tempo, less breaks, uh, always running from spot to spot. Let's go next to Len Jennings. Go ahead, Len. Hey, Lucas, uh, can you just kind of go through, uh, Andy said that you're probably in better shape uh, this time around than you were last year. How did you spend mm -hmm. the past year? You kind of touched on it a little bit, but was there something specific that you were working on to make sure that you're ready to come into the season? Uh, I was just working out four days a week, whether that be on the field or in the weight room stuff, but I did a lot of football stuff week in, week out. You know, I was watching, so I wanted to get back out there and stay sharp. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Look, it's kind of a follow-up to, to that question. Um, how often were you in contact with the Chiefs? Who were you in contact with? Um, and what were those conversations like as you were working out away from the club? Uh, um, I talked to some of my teammates and some of my coaches. It would be a week or every other week or whatever. Okay. Oh, Pete, let me – I might have to come back to you here. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Lucas. Good to see you, man. Uh, just wanted to ask you – you spent a couple days with the team at training camp last year. Just what did you take away from that experience? And what can you say now that you know for a fact that you've improved based on being with the team a few days before opting out? Um, all the plays and everything, all the thinking, you know, is way easier this year. I could focus more on my technique because I knew my assignments faster. Just haven't been through it one time. We've got three left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Harold. Go ahead, Harold. Lucas, uh, the past three days, uh, you're practicing with Trey Smith and uh, Creed Humphrey, the you know, other mm -hmm. two linemen that they brought in. Just what was it like being with those guys? And I know it was only four, so how hard was it to do, you know, kind of rookie minicamp with just four linemen with all those seven mm -hmm. sevens every day? Don't you? I mean, it was awesome to be back with those guys, you know, me and my new teammates. They're both great guys. And, you know, it was it was easier than last year. We had a little bit more O-linemen. We'll go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Brad, I had a couple things. Um, Lucas, first of all, you, when you're working out last year, uh, are, are you working out at, at every position? Can you kind of go through what uh, what positions you were focusing on there? Um, I was just focusing on guard and tackle, uh, just to be ready to do guard if they needed me to do that. Both sides of the line, though? Yes, sir. Yep, both sides for everything. And then just to get back to the decision you made to opt out, I mean, mm -hmm. who did you consult? I mean, were there ongoing conversations you had with family members about that? Or was that just a decision? Um, more doctors. You know, my family said they're going to stand by me regardless of what I do. But I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, not knowing enough about the disease. It felt like the logical thing to do. The last to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Lucas, uh, when you, you know, when you said that you were in contact with the coaches, did they did they give you things to work on during your opt out year? And then secondly, you know, you're going to be in a vast seat of the, of the other uh, rookies. Uh, you're going to be in that offensive line room with with, uh, you know, with players such as Orlando Brown and Thune and Kyle Long. How do you think that that's going to make you a better player now that you're not now that you've rejoined the team? Uh -huh. um, I didn't have too much to work on, but that. 
uh, going into that room with all those guys has helped me a lot. I was already working out with some of them before rookie minicamp and everybody's, a, they're all good people. You know, they pushed me to be better and I think that'll make my job a lot easier. Lucas, we really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and offensive lineman Lucas Niang, and now we continue on with quarterback Shane Bouchel. Hey, Shane, uh, welcome to Kansas City. I'm uh, just curious why you chose the Chiefs. I know you could have signed elsewhere with other teams. Um, was it uh, just a financial thing, or what was it about this situation in particular that led you here? Yeah, you know, I think this opportunity that um, the Chiefs gave me is a great one. Um, you know, to be able to learn under um, Pat and to be – able to learn under Henny as well. You know, those guys are vets and um, they've been playing for a while. So, you know, just being able to learn under them and then being um, being able to learn under the coaches um, is another thing for me, being able to develop into the NFL system that they have. It's a lot different than what I ran at SMU, but I've already learned a ton um, and I'm really excited for it. And um, what advice did your dad have as you embarked on this? Did he give you any advice about being a pro uh, athlete? Yeah, a little bit. Um, he's kind of taken a, a seat on that thing, I think. Um, he's kind of let me go through it a little bit. But, you know, I've seen him um, from whenever I was young to now. He was a coach um, in the Rangers organization. So I was around the team a little bit then. And, you know, I've just kind of seen him, how he – interacts with the players and how he leads a team. And so, you know, I've learned a ton from my dad um, and I'm super thankful for it. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Just curious, what are your early impressions of, of working with, with Mike Kafka and what do you think he brings to the table as a quarterback's coach? Yeah, Coach Kafka is a great guy um, and he's a great coach. You know, just in these three days of camp, I've learned a ton in meetings and it's been super, um, super great for me to be able to do that. You know, he's a really good um, he's a really good teacher and it's been helpful for me to be able to learn from him as well as coach EB and, um, and coach Reed as well. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey Shane, um, as a quarterback, when, when you popped open that playbook, I know you mentioned, you know, learning under Mahomes and even Chad Henney, but as a quarterback and you see the plays that are designed to go down the field, what was your reaction when you, when you grasped all that? Yeah, going through the playbook, um, whenever I first got it, it was it was exciting. It was, you know, the shots that they take and, you know, it's an aggressive mindset here, which I really appreciate. And I like, you know, being able to throw the ball downfield and and make the guys make plays. And so that's what they have playmakers here. So it's just being able to get the ball in their hands and let them do what they do. Go next to Haley Lewis. Go ahead, Haley. Shane, just want to ask you, you know, what's it feel like to have a a team like this cal or this caliber, you know, giving you an opportunity to fight for a spot on the roster. Absolutely. Like I said before, this is a great opportunity for me. Um, you know, I know the tradition here. It's a winning tradition. And especially recently, um, the Chiefs have been super successful. So just the opportunity that I have here um, to be able to battle for a spot um, and to learn from everybody on this team is a great one. And I'm thankful for it. Looks like we've got three more. We'll start with Len Jennings. Go ahead, Len. I'm just curious about uh, you kind of learning under uh, Patrick and uh, Chad. It just Is there something about Patrick's game that maybe you emulate or maybe something that you would like to kind of uh, make part of your game? Yeah, you know, Pat obviously plays a different way. Um, it's not a traditional way of playing quarterback, and I think that's what makes him so good. 
you know, he can make so many different types of throws from different types of angles. And obviously he's super talented. Um, but I think he kind of takes a baseball side to it from playing baseball. And um, I can kind of do that a little bit as well. So being able to watch him on film, um, being able to see how he puts his feet to his throws and different things like that. And also um, we were working out together a little bit in Fort Worth um, for a week and a half or two weeks. So being able to ask questions to him um, and kind of pick his brain a little bit has been great. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Shane. I'm guessing your dad batted against Pat Mahomes' dad. Um, I don't know if they did. Maybe you know. Do you know whether that ever happened? And if so, do you have any idea how that turned out? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not for sure. I can't, I can't give you a, a truthful answer on that. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Shane. I uh, just wanted to ask you about two fellow rookies and Trey and, and, and Cornell and just throwing the ball to them, what it was like this weekend and getting to know them a little bit more. Yeah. You know, the receivers that we have here, um, they work really hard. They've been working really hard and there hasn't, there's not a lot of guys here. So um, they're taking a lot of reps. They're running a ton, um, but they're taking in the playbook really well. Um, and I mean, I'm learning from them just as much as they're learning from me. So this is a great opportunity just to be able to put the ball in the air, go routes on air, um, seven on seven and different things like that. Um, just to be able to kind of start gaining that chemistry with those guys. Shane, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hey Dalton, um, a, a couple things here, but I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, being a walk on in college, was this ever part of the goal? I mean, did you think that this was realistic? Um, I mean, starting out my college career, I would probably say no. You know, going to K-State was a dream come true for me. Uh, my first goal going there, though, was just to get on the field. Um, I was fighting for a job on special teams, stuff like that. Going into my sophomore year, you know, I was just trying to earn a spot on all those. But then all of a sudden, you know, kind of got in the mix there at receiver, ended up starting as a sophomore. So then all of a sudden, you know, your goals get a little bit higher. Um, and going through my whole career there, though, I was really focusing on being the best I could be there. Um, kind of got to that senior year, into my senior year point, and, Gave it my all preparing for pro day. Um, and now to be here is just a true dream. And I, I, I'm wondering if that experience helps you in this experience. You know, you get there and you're obviously not thought of as the highly touted recruit. And then you get here as an undrafted guy. I mean, does, does, is there similarities there that you can draw from? Definitely. It's the exact same mindset. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Going in there as a walk-on and being here you're, as an undrafted free agent, you know, you're instantly kind of thrown to the bottom of the totem pole. You got to just have that mindset that you're a street dog. You're going to show up. You're going to fight every day. You're going to do the things most other guys don't want to do or won't do. Um, and you kind of just got to keep fighting until you get the opportunity to prove yourself. Okay, Herbie. Hey, Dalton. Obviously, you went to K-State. Byron Pringle went to K-State. How often are you all in each other's ears? And was he one of the first people to reach out to you when you decided to sign here? Definitely. Yeah, no, me and B were – Good buddies at K-State. We started together uh, 2017. Um, he texted me instantly right away, right when he saw that I signed, you know, said, hit me up if you have any questions about the playbook. Um, he was in town a weekend, you know, was like, hey, let's hit the field, stuff like that. He's been back in Tampa most of the time, so we haven't been together, you know, working out much or anything like that. But uh, we've definitely been in contact, you know. Uh, he's been helping me out. We'll go next to Haley Lewis. Go ahead, Haley. I asked Niang this earlier, but just kind of wanted to ask the difference between your college workouts and an Andy Reid workout now that you've had a little bit of the, you know, Chiefs Kingdom taste in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I think at the pro level, everything kind of just moves a little bit faster. Um, college, you know, I think you take a little bit more time to slowly go through things or um, 
I mean, really talk it through before maybe you run the play. Now here at this level, maybe you've talked about something one time, or maybe you were expected to just look over it yourself and know how to run the play full speed, you know, full go. Um, with that being said, I think Coach Reed does a great job of making corrections on the field and making sure we get it right um, in the moment. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Dalton, I'm just curious, uh, two-part question. You know, one, how did everything go this weekend? How big of a deal was it for you to be out there? It looked like you had a nice uh, sliding catch on Friday. And, and then two, just what is the experience of, you know, being in Kansas City and being close to, you know, where you went to college and knowing that you got friends and, and probably family watching you? Yeah. Um, so to your first question, you know, I thought the weekend went, went really well. Um, felt great just to be back out in a full life practice setting. Um, felt great to finally go out and run the routes that, you know, I've been learning virtually for a few weeks now. Um, and so that was a really good weekend, I thought. Uh, and then being from Kansas City, uh, being close to my college, K-State, it's a dream come true, like I said earlier. And it's just so cool. Um, so like you kind of said, have so many people pulling for me, you know, I'll run into people randomly or people will just text me if they see I post something on Instagram, something like that. And they say, hey, man, like we're pulling for you. Everyone's rooting for you. So to know I have all that support from all these people who I haven't even talked to for some of them in a long time, to know they're all supporting me and rooting for me and behind me, it means a lot. We got three more. We'll go right from the top. Harold, you're up. Hey, Dalton. I mean, you're representing Blue Valley Northwest too. So, you know, it, how, how much have you heard from your high school buddies? Like, oh my gosh, you're, you're a Kansas City Chief. That's pretty cool. And then just learning with the receivers. How's that been, you know, learning from some of the other guys that you're also competing with spots against, but also just learning what they've done and what college experiences they went through. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so awesome to represent Blue Valley Northwest. Um, being from this area and now to be here in minicamp is just so cool. Like you said, I've had so many high school teammates, uh, just random people I knew in high school, teachers all reach out to me and just, you know, again, show their support for me and say, hey, it's so cool that you're doing this, all this stuff. Um, and then in terms of the other receivers, um, yeah, it's been great getting to know some of them. Like we mentioned earlier, I knew Byron Pringle from college. Um, the gym I work out at in Overland Park, uh, Garrick Dieter works out there too. And so we've been on the field doing a lot of routes and stuff. He's been so helpful to me, you know, talking me through routes, doing all this stuff to get me ready for this mini camp. So that's been huge. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go Sam. Hey Dalton, I also just wanted to ask about um, going through COVID last year, how much you felt like that hurt somebody in your position trying to make an impression? Yeah, I think it hurt a lot. Um, starting with the fact that we didn't really have these mini camps and off-season program last year, it was all virtual. So, you know, I was sitting at home um, on roster with the Chargers. I'm trying to learn everything virtually. Um, I thought I handled that pretty well, though. We got out there for camp and it all seemed to go pretty well. I mean, I, I felt like I had a great camp. Uh, didn't Couldn't really be sad about anything. I, you know, I got cut at the end of it because it just sucked not having preseason games um, and stuff like that. Never really had a good opportunity to prove myself and, you know, rise above other guys. You know, they just kind of left it stagnant. But at the end of the day, I left there thinking I had a great camp. I did everything I could. It just didn't work out. And then it made it tough um, last year during the season, too, just because teams couldn't really do a whole lot of workouts. So there was a lot of um, protocols and strict rules on that. So that also made things tough. And we'll last to Neil Jones. Go ahead, Neil. Dalton, what are your favorite memories of watching the Chiefs growing up here in the Kansas City area? Were there players you emulated or, or do you have a, a game you went to? Do you remember any of that? 
Um, honestly, I remember growing up and the chiefs weren't so good. Um, and so that's kind of what makes it so cool to be here. Now I, I grew up and, you know, there were some trying years. And then I remember when they hired coach Reed and turned things around, um, those first years with Alex Smith, you know, that huge comeback when they had that one year. Um, and then when they got Tyreek and Kelsey and all these guys, I remember seeing a preseason game when Kelsey, I think was a brand new tight end and he caught like a 60 yard touchdown. And I was like, that guy's going to be somebody. Um, and then here we are years later. And it's just really cool that now I'm here in this building. Dalton, we really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.